Love Talk Radio. Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Richard Wong, and I'm the editor-in-chief of Football Garbage Time. And with me, as always, are senior staff writers, Ryan Whitfield and Joey Libro. Hey, how you guys doing? Doing well. How are you? All right. And Ryan, can you actually hear me now? Yeah, it's, it's, it's lagging all over the place right now. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yes, I can. And back to the old Typical days. Typical blog talk. Blog nice, talk, you nice. suck. Yeah, thank you, Blog Talk, for charging us an enormous amount of money to lag every week. So that's just fantastic. At least we finally got you on, Ryan. Before, all I had was have you on the switchboard. So that would have been worthless for our callers. But I don't know. Maybe our callers would prefer that. I have no idea. Anyway, welcome no, back. I wouldn't deprive them of that. <laughs> right. We wouldn't let them get away that easy. Uh, it's been like a week and a half, guys. It's been a while. It's uh, nice to get back together on this, on this podcast here. I feel like we've been uh, missing a lot of analysis and fun here. I have to tell you guys, I uh, I wasted about an hour and a half this morning uh, waiting in virtual line on my uh, desktop to get tickets for the new Avengers movie. The, are, you, are any of you guys got, got tickets to the Avengers movie? I know you're not really a superhero guy, Ryan. But Joey, I know you got this. Yeah, my roommate actually just bought five for opening night uh, on the 25th. But uh, nice. I don't know if I'm going to be attend- I'm not going to go on the 25th just because that's the night of the draft. So, right, uh, right, right, really, right. Really conflicted there. Yeah, I actually, I actually did buy tickets for Saturday. I normally do not miss opening night, but hey, man, the draft, man, you can't, you can't miss that. Ryan, I got, I think you do, you could care less about what's going on with the Avengers at this point. Am I, am I right? Oh no, a movie series that pumps out movies every three months. Yeah, it really gets me, uh, gets me excited in the morning. <laughs> three months, dude. Come on. All right, hey, I, I gotta ask you guys this: the AAF is basically suspended all, all of, the, of their cooperation today. Uh, I know you weren't a huge fan, Ryan. I was actually just starting to get used to them. What are your thoughts there? Uh, we'll go one at a time real quick. You, know, you guys got any thoughts on this, Joey, on the AAF going and suspending their operations? Uh, I think it's sad. I mean, there's a lot of people losing their jobs, not just the players and the coaches, but the, the guys running things behind the scenes. Um, I'm not sure what went on financially with the league, but, um, I mean, I liked the the content that they put out, and I think they were ahead of their time in terms of compared to the NFL and technology and uh, rules and things like that. So uh, I'd be interested to see if they make a comeback. Yeah, kind of, kind of a bummer. I was just getting used to them. Ryan, did you actually warm up at all to these guys, or were you like, uh, who cares about these AF guys? Yeah, no, not at all. I like, I like talent at the highest level. If it's not the highest league, I, I can. I can barely make myself watch college sports outside of watching. Oh, come games on! It just, <laughs> right, doesn't, right. it just doesn't do it for me. So you know oh, the AAF. I mean, if Johnny Mel starting in your league, please keep me out of it. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> so you you have the same thoughts as, and then this is what they uh, somebody had tweeted out uh, just uh, recently. When I think Scott King from our from our group tweeted out the AAF was going down. He said, "Well." They don't need them. The NFL doesn't need a minor league. They got college football, don't they? So, hey, I guess that's what that's what NFL needs, and that's what the NFL thinks too. So this may be the end. It'd be sad if they couldn't finish the first season. But hey, we got tons I of mean, stuff to talk about today. Uh, it's NFL related. You got you got a last word on that one, Ryan? 
All I was going to say is that Thursday night football has already started to oversaturate football. Like, I, I love the sport, too, and I miss it dearly. But if you don't have an offseason, it's just it's the same reason why you can't, go to, you can't live where you vacation. Because eventually it's not like a vacation anymore. It just becomes home. So, I mean, we right. can't have year-round football. Like, I'm all set. So, you guys wow. can watch the Arena Football League and, and the, and the <laughs> AFF and all your other crap leagues. I'll stick to the NFL. Hey, we still got the XFL, man. We got the XFL coming up at some point. They apparently no, that yeah, that that's gonna be the one that breaks the mold. That's gonna be the first one to you know last more than a year. Uh, I, I can't yeah, wait. Well, that, gonna see it. Only, it only because of the fact that he has so much money. Apparently, Vince McMahon has fundraised enough money to run the league for three years without any income whatsoever. Um, so I don't know how much that is, but I mean, I, from what I saw, the AF cost him what seventy million, seventy-five million just to get half a season out. That's a crap load of money that's going to go to nothing. And, and, they, and they also said they had a five-year plan, and they couldn't make it through year one. So, again, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, well, true, true, all true. Well, hey, let's get to the NFL then. Let's get to the topics here because we're going to be talking about retirements, trades, and draft targets for the Patriots, Bears, Giants. Let's go. All right, let's talk about the big retirement first because we've been gone off the air for, like I said, a week and a half, so we hadn't had a chance to talk about this. Rob Gronkowski, the 29-year-old, decided to retire after a nine-year career at the Patriots as the all-time touchdown leader and the second most, and having the second most receiving touchdowns in NFL postseason history. He's ended, he's ended his career with 521 receptions, 7,861 yards, 79 touchdowns, and three Super Bowl rings. And he went out on top, averaging .69 touchdowns per game in the regular season in 2018. So maybe a good time to retire. Let's uh, hit you up first here, Ryan. What do you think about this? Rob Gronkowski retiring. I don't think it's any surprise. I think we all saw this coming um, through last year. This is a guy who threatened to retire before last year, had a down season mm-hmm. last year um, in the playoffs, uh, right before the Super Bowl, had multiple comments talking about just the, the overall happiness of coming in every day and that your brain doesn't receive or respond well to having, having it hit over and over again. And people want you to be happy, but mm-hmm. how are you supposed to be happy in that environment? And just, right. you know, he's, he's won three Super Bowls. His lasting legacy, his last catch forever will be the catch to set up the touchdown to win the last Super yeah. Bowl. Um, Big one. It, it makes sense. The guy has been beat up and hurt his whole career. So, um, you know, my, my thoughts on, on him retiring is that it makes sense. And, uh, you know, it doesn't surprise me at all. Um, the one thing I'll say on lasting legacy, I, I know that in sports, almost in most arguments, there's usually two sides that people take. Um, and for me in the, in the debate of, of the greatest of all time, a lot of it comes down to, uh, you know, do you care more about longevity or do you care about, peak performers and for me it's always been people at their peak um mm-hmm. if you think that antonio Gonz- or antonio antonio gonzalez is a better tight end than rob gronkowski then i think you're you're a smoking crack or b soft and c you probably were one of the people that likes craig biggio being in the baseball hall of fame good player <laughs> did not transcend the game and i'm sorry he's not even the second best tight end of my lifetime i would take shannon sharp every day over the week over tony gonzalez tony gonzalez to me is a glorified jimmy graham uh, wow. Same kind of player, in my opinion. Uh, Tony Gonzalez, you can go look it up. I should have saved it, but there's a video that someone resurfaced recently of him admitting what a better blocker Gronkowski was than him. And that's and that's the part that made his game so versatile was that he wasn't one of these newer generation. He wasn't, you know, Aaron Hernandez. You know, they were drafted in the same draft class together, and Hernandez was supposed to be the H-back kind of uh, 
hybrid player that you could move inside, outside. And, and Gronk's the guy who works the seams and, and developed into one of the best, most dominant pass catchers, all while being one of the most dominant blockers in the game to the point that the, when he broke his arm, that caused him to wear the big arm brace the rest of his career. Uh, he was actually blocking for an extra point. And this was after he'd already become an all pro a couple of times. Um, mm-hmm. if, if you put Rob Gronkowski at his peak, I'll take him over any tight end I've ever seen. And I would put him probably top 10 in, in offensive weapons in, in total uh, that I've ever seen. So, you know, again, anyone who says Gonzalez, you're soft. <laughs> well, touchdowns definitely tell the tale of the tape here. So uh, go ahead. Let's go ahead, Joey. Uh, what are your thoughts on Rob Gronkowski and his retirement? Yeah. Uh, everyone listening here, listen closely. I'm agreeing with Ryan here. This doesn't come off. Okay. Here, so favor it. Uh, yeah, I well, it's only because, right? because you miss him. <laughs> <laughs> I miss him, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I saw a little, a lot of Twitter takes uh, after his retirement, people debating about the greatest tight ends of all time. I saw people saying Jason Witten was better than him. I saw people wow. saying that he was a poor man's Mark Bavaro. That, that wow. was from a Giants fan. I ripped that guy a new okay. one, too. I think it was on a Discord somewhere. But uh, just ridiculous takes. In my mind, Gronk is the hands-down best tight end to ever play. Um, anytime he stepped on the field, it was just a matchup nightmare, no matter who was standing across from him. Uh, yep. Every time we played the Patriots, it wasn't often, obviously, as they're in a different conference. I mean, we had the two Super Bowls, but he was only there for one. It was terrifying as a, as a fan to have him on the other team. Um in terms of numbers, he's got them. Um, the moments that he had, like Ryan pointed out, the last catch to set up the, the game-winning touchdown in his last Super Bowl, that's going to that's gonna really stick in the minds of people as he's retired now. Um, but, in, but Ryan said peak-wise, I, I don't know if I've seen a more dominant offensive player, maybe Calvin Johnson in my, life, in my lifetime. Um, mm-hmm. But that's about it. Uh, mm-hmm. I know I'm only I'm only uh, 19, but that's, he he was one of the best. Yeah, no no doubt one of the best and uh, great personality personality for that team. So definitely will be missed. Will definitely change the face of what they do there. But uh, hey, Belichick can make what he can he can make anything happen. So I don't I don't think there will be any problems there in New England. Let's move on to the next guy who I want to talk about. Let's go, talk about going to the other end of the spectrum. Let's talk about Jeremy Macklin retiring. He was the number 19 overall pick of the 2009 draft and was one of the league's best, I would say, wideouts in 2014. <laughs> he parlayed 85 receptions, 1,318 yards, and 10 touchdowns with the Eagles under Chip Kelly into a big payday. The Chiefs ended up wandering around and ended up with the Ravens in 2017 on a really down year before sitting out 2018 with an ailing hamstring and is now retired at age 30. So let's, uh, let's start with you first, Joey. What do you think about Macklin? and his career and his retirement. Honestly, I forgot Jeremy Macklin even played in the NFL until uh, <laughs> I thought that he retired about a week ago. Um, he kind of flew off the radar there for a while. Um, I know he played for Baltimore in 2017, but uh, was eventually cut. He didn't play at all this past season. Uh, right. Decent career with 514 receptions, almost 7,000 yards, and almost 50 touchdowns in eight seasons. That's pretty solid. Um, uh, he's just going to be one of those guys in my mind that he had a decent stretch of a couple seasons there in Philly just because the Giants played them twice a year, and he was kind of a matchup nightmare for a few of those games. But uh, I don't know. That didn't, it didn't really 
do anything for me. I didn't, I'm not going to miss Jeremy Macklin. Uh, I'm not going to remember Jeremy Macklin 20 years from now. Uh, right. So that's wow. about it. So sorry, Jeremy Macklin. So Ryan, you got any kinder words for Jeremy Macklin or are we going to pile on here? I mean, like you said, number 18 overall pick at one point right before he got the big payday, he looked like he was going to be uh, a high end receiver. And so I, I think the nicest way put potential and uh, ability unfulfilled on Jeremy yeah. Macklin's part. And for yeah. me, he's every he's everything that I hate in a receiver. So um not not surprising <laughs> to me there that uh that, that yeah. that's the way his career went. He was a he's a soft finesse, deep threat, doesn't do anything, you know, it's just not you know, without watching him consistently, it's because he's always seemed to be, you know, especially in the beginning of NFC, you don't get a lot of NFC games here and then yeah. uh, in the in the later years he was irrelevant, but just not not what you would call a grinder, not a not a guy who really was a big compete kind of guy. So, not not one for me to care about, other than the fact that I uh, I did take him in several leagues when he went to uh, the Chiefs originally, and he yeah, killed me too. that season. So I know yeah, um, big 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 thoughts about how he was going to fit in there, but that did yeah. not work out at all. Did not work at out. All. Nope. All right. Well, Jeremy Macklin, see ya. Sorry about that. Uh, had a couple good years, but that was it. Let's turn on to the next guy that I want to talk about, the trade that I had uh, had my eye on. Of course, impacted me being a Bears fan, but Jordan Howard traded to the Philadelphia Eagles in exchange for a 2020 conditional six-round pick. That can become a fifth-rounder. Uh, Howard appears to slot in as an every-down uh, back in the Eagles' really crowded backfield. He joins Wendell Smallwood, Corey Clement, Josh Adams. I don't even know these two guys, Donald Pumphrey and Boston Scott. I didn't even know they were on the on the roster, but so that's the sixth running back there. He's going on 25. He's seen his yards per carry slip from 5.2 as a rookie to 4.1 and 3.7 over the last two years. He's still relatively productive though through the tackles. You know, I think part of it was also the change of the system in Chicago uh, to Matt Nagy's system. But hey, what are your thoughts on this, Ryan? We'll start with you. Jordan Howard to the Eagles. Yeah, I don't really know how I feel about this move yet. Um, I obviously like Jordan Howard. Me and you uh, had a disagreement years ago. Um, yes. You were wrong yes, on him. But yes, uh, I was. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Overall, I like if you can get something for a running back in a trade. You know, I I, I like that that aspect yeah. of it. It does feel like Nagy didn't utilize an asset he had last year. So that part's right. frustrating for for me. Yep. Um, personally and I think we've yet to see if he's actually a good coach not in my opinion um on the eagle side of things I don't know like I I think in general I think Roseman's done a good deal a good a good job obviously in Philly obviously he won Super Bowl so obviously did a good job but like overall I think <laughs> right. personnel wise he, he's he's done he's done a good job of not putting them in a uh, a bad spot with the cap and I I look at um I was reading an article the other day about how he found this cap uh this cap loophole where he's extending guys and dragging out their AAV on basically on, but then also putting in a clause where they guarantee they can't be on the team in the later years of the deals and stuff. He's found some like great loophole where he's really manipulating the cap. So, you know, he's obviously a smart guy knows what he's doing. However, he keeps trading for running backs, which tells me he doesn't know what he's doing because you just go, especially it's not even like he's trading for premier guys. You're giving up assets to get guys that, you know, there's relatively, similar comps out there that you could just you could just get or you could just go draft 
or, or sign mm-hmm. undrafted. I mean, again, I don't need to go through all the examples of how, how useless the running back is. Again, let's just look yeah. at the Super Bowl last year. It's, it's Rex Burkhead, Rex Burkhead, Sony Michelle, and James White on one side and Todd Gurley on the other. Mm, how'd that work out? Uh, yeah. for the game that was designed for a running team. Um, anyway, I digress. Um, so I just, I, I don't really, so on that side, it confuses me. So, I don't think it's a great move. I don't think that the you know the Bears got a haul by this or got a haul for him by any means. Yeah, definitely not. Um, but I mean, at least they got something for him. And on the other side, like I, I want to default and trust Howie Roseman, but at the same time, like Jay now Howard, it's just like I mean, how many times are we going to do this? Right, right, definitely true. So Joey, what do you think about this Howard to the Eagles trade? Um, just a few points on this. Um, this has been rumored for a while now. Um, Howard heading out of Chicago is it's been rumored since before the Bears lost the Eagles in that wild card round. Um, right. he's third in rushing yards over the past three seasons, only behind Gurley and Elliott. Um mm. and Ryan talked about how, you know, giving up an asset for a running back or whatever, but I mean they only gave up a twenty twenty conditional pick. I wouldn't really call that much of an asset. Um and I mean what are you gonna find in in the fourth or the fifth round to replicate uh, production that way. Um, I know he's a decent run blocker. I know he's more of a between the tackle type of guy. And if he didn't fit the system in Chicago, then kudos to Chicago for moving on and getting some value for him. Uh, I know they switched to Tariq Cohen um, throughout the season. He was getting more and more touches and they like that. He's more versatile out of the backfield, catching passes and whatnot. Um, I, I think I like this move for the Eagles just because, the running back class this year is very questionable. Uh, in the, our mock, actually, I had them taking Josh Jacob um, out of Alabama in the first, which is questionable because, again, running backs in the first round. Um, but I didn't really see any holes other than that for the Eagles. Um, but I don't think they go running back in the first round anymore. I, um, yeah, I, All around, I, I think I like this move for Philly. Yeah, it's an interesting move to me because Jordan Howard was a fifth-round pick for the Bears back in 2016, so he was 150th overall. It's not like they gave a huge pick in order to get him, and he developed into a really good running back for what it was worth um, under the previous regimes, but then just kind of lost favor with Matt Nagy's uh, offensive scheme. So, hey, if you're not going to use him anyway, go get in sixth maybe slash fifth rounder out of it. That's fine. I still think they gave him up to way too cheap. I'm not sure what the Eagles are doing. They have a ridiculously crowded backfield, but they need it between the tactical guy. Howard can be that guy. So, Hey, who knows? I don't know. I, I'll, I'll reserve judgment on that. Um, looks interesting to me. Uh, I'll, I, the only thing that pisses me off is that I have a Jordan Howard Jersey. I'm going to have to retire that now because I have no way in hell I'm going to become an Eagles fan. So that's the end of that. And now I have to go buy yet another Jersey. Anyway, ring the bell. Let's move on to the next topic and this is what i really want to talk about draft targets and draft needs of our three favorite teams new england patriots new york giants chicago bears let's start with the new england patriots ryan what do you think are the patriots top needs and what draft targets are you think they uh, do you think they should target i mean i think the two most obvious are tight end and wide receiver um i mean across the board the patriots are in a situation right now where they are in cap trouble because they have too many guys on second and third contracts. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, really missed out on free agency this year. So they've got to get younger across the board, pretty much everywhere except for the offensive line. So 
you know, they have they have some work to do. I, I guess cornerback they're they're fairly young at too outside of Jason McCourty. So, um, mm-hmm. so aside from those two positions, they could really do anything. They're really in a position right now where they need to draft as many guys as possible and infuse some young talent into this team going forward. So, right in general, they're in one of those scenarios where they really are in a great place because they don't have to let uh, need dictate who they take. They can just really take best available with that set because, like you know. My obvious answer, like I said, is tight end or, or wide receiver. But we went through our mock draft, uh, our first iteration of the mock draft, whatever it was, a couple of weeks ago. And somehow yep. you guys let Devin Bush fall all the way to 32. I mean, if Devin Bush is sitting there at 32, then you take Devin Bush. I mean, that's a top 15, and in some mocks is going top 10, and he was there at 32. So, no, I'm not going to reach for somebody, especially when the two tight ends that I like the most were already off the board. So, right. That's what I would say is really the overall strategy. I mean, as far as the the, th- the the three guys, obviously at tight end to look at for the Patriots, um, you know, I'm really praying Hawkinson or Fant falls to them. Uh, sure. And that's because and it is there's some, yeah, and there's some weird symmetry there that I think a good comp for Fant is Aaron Hernandez uh, minus mm-hmm. the murdering. Uh, well, you never know. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, yeah. And T.J. Hawkinson is is, is, is you know a, a we don't know if he'll turn into Gronkowski and I just called him the greatest hand of all time. So I'm not going to project that, but similar style, you know, the guy who yep. stretches the seam can block, he's a three down player. So it's just kind of weird that now, you know, I said to a couple guys a couple years or a couple weeks ago, a couple of my friends that, um, you know, 10 years ago, looked at the Patriots had their next tight ends for the next 15 or 20 years. And nine years later, one of them's dead after murdering people and the other one's retired. So, yep. Yep. And, and the way the world works, synchronistic wise, now all of a sudden you got two guys who really are probably the two closest to those prospects in, in a long time in the same draft who came from the same college. So those are the right. two guys. I mean, if Irv Smith, I'd really rather them try to get him in the second round. That's my honest opinion. I know he probably won't fall. I think they have a mid second round pick. Um, yep. I really don't think he'll fall that far, but I, I would like to roll the dice because I think it's a reach to take him at 32. If, if they want a big bodied guy, I've been on Hakeem Butler. I'd like to know we'll get Hakeem Butler. I think this wide receiver class is super deep, so there's a lot of options there. Um, yeah. I'm in the minority. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I've watched more and more of DK Metcalf's tape. This guy sucks. This guy is wow. just it, – it's just people falling in love with him because he's big and he's fast. He can't cut. He can't break in and out of routes. I, I, I don't see it with, with him, especially with as high ups people have him going. Um, the other guy I'm not super impressed with to this point is Nikhil Harry. Another guy I know people are high on, but I watch a lot of his film. He catches the ball in his pads up against his shoulder, up against his shoulder pads way too often for my liking. Mm. Um, yep. That's that. That's really scary in NFL level, especially if you have a guy like yep. Brady who is about putting the ball in on you tight and hard. Um, so, you know, that, that, that concerns me. So I, I would rather go with Hakeem Butler. Um, I'm going to forget his name now, but the UMass kid uh, is somebody else. I, I wouldn't mind them taking, taking a run at, um, but they, you know, again, overall, really, really in a position where they can just pick the most talented player right now and, and build up, um, you know, their front seven on defense needs to get younger and then they need to really uh, get younger weapons on offense outside of running back. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. I, I agree with that. And I think a wide receiver would be great. And I can only imagine what kind of damage you guys could do if you got Fant and Hawkinson in some weird alternate reality, that would be something to see. All right, let's move on over to the giants. Uh, Joey, what do you think about the giants? What do you, what, uh, are their draft needs and what type of targets do you think they're going to be looking at? Uh, well, how much time do you get? <laughs> well, <laughs> There's a lot of picks here. There's a lot of picks. <laughs> Compared to the Patriots, the Giants have a plethora of needs. 
Um, we have a hole at right tackle. We have a hole at both edge positions. We have a hole at linebacker. We have a hole at corner. We have a hole at uh, free safety. Wow. So, and, oh, oh, not to mention quarterback and wide receiver now that Eli's right. in his old age and Odell Beckham is gone. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, I as much as I'd love for us to pick Haskins at number six, he is my favorite quarterback in the draft as of right now. I just mm-hmm. don't see that happening. I don't think Gettleman's going to go that way. I think he's looking at the best available edge rusher, whether that be Brian Burns or Josh Allen or hell, we get lucky and Quentin Williams falls down at number six. Um, mm-hmm. At 17, I think there might be thinking receiver or uh, offensive line, whether mm-hmm. that uh, a receiver. I know Ryan mentioned DK Metcalf, and I'm complete agreement with him. I, I don't think he's all that. I mean, he's a freak athlete, whatever. But when you go and watch the film, it's nothing special. He's my wide receiver number four right now behind Hakeem Butler, A.J. Brown, and Harry, who Whitfield also mentioned. Um, I don't know why I just called him Whitfield. Um, <laughs> he wishes he was a football player. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I'm, I'm a former state champion, baby. <laughs> I'm just, oh, yeah, I, I'm not doubting it. I'm just saying, man, you got to enter the draft then. So, um, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I uh seen a lot of rumors flying around the Giants trading for Josh Rosen. Um I'm not sure I believe the rumors about Arizona trying to move on from him. I just don't see that as an option for them at this point. I mean they kept the same GM. He just drafted the guy a year ago. Um uh-huh. having the number one pick, I mean there's a lot of rumors that are gonna fly around. But if he is on the market, I wouldn't be opposed to the Giants going and trading number seventeen, the pick they acquired from the Browns and the Odell trade fill a hole at quarterback hopefully over the next 10 15 years um but it's really up in the air Gettleman keeps things close to his chest I mean I I know he didn't last year everybody knew Saquon was going number two he was oogling about it three weeks before the draft um but this year is very different it's just all over the place are we going right tackle at number six are we in Jonah Williams um uh are we going Devin White are we drafting a middle linebacker at number six right all over the place yeah, I, I would think that the whole city of New York would go in, in, in complete revolt and breakdown if it turns out they don't take a quarterback at six, assuming that one of the top top two slash three are available at, at six. Um, yeah. I saw yeah, my, my nightmare that, scenario. Yeah, my yeah. <laughs> nightmare scenario is we take, we take uh, whoever at six, that's fine. But at 17, we take Daniel Jones from Duke because yeah. of the David Cutcliffe, Eli, and Peyton connection there at yeah. Duke. So hey, you never know. That is my absolute nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we well, yeah, he who knows. Uh, you you can't. There certainly can't do worse than the Jets did uh, when he took Hackenberg. So you know, you always look good compared to that, no matter what they do. All <laughs> right, let's. Uh, I'm going to quickly turn to the Bears. We only have a couple minutes left, but I'll be super super quick here because you guys are some good points there about the Pats, about the Giants. Giants got wow, a lot of work to do in the off season. Bears, you know, they're in a very unique situation. They are actually are pretty well set for the season because they do have a lot of young talent there already, but they have limited draft capital to do anything with in 2019. They only have five total picks, second fewest in the league, none of which are in the first or second round. So I'll have nothing to watch as far as the bears are concerned in the first uh, couple, I mean, the first couple of days, the bears will need to use the middle and late round picks to supplement the depth at some critical positions. I think they will be looking at edge rushers. They'll be looking at a blocking tight end because they have a lot of move tight ends, but nobody who can be a good blocking tight end. Perhaps they look at kicker late. We saw how that ended up at the end of last season. And I think most importantly, we got to get a running back 
late now that Jordan Howard is gone because I don't think Tariq Cohen is an every down back. And I think that it'd be good to get somebody to supplement what we have so far. My thoughts uh, as who they can take in round three are Penn State's running back, uh, Miles Sanders. He's He's definitely more explosive than Jordan Howard was. He has plenty left in the tank because he sat behind Saquon Barkley for the majority of his career, ran for 1,274 yards, nine touchdowns in 2018, um, his best season of his career at Penn State. He totaled just 375 in the previous two years, so plenty of run left on the tread there. I like him in the third round. I also like Texas A&M's running back Trevion Williams. Um, he may be actually uh, slipping a little bit. He was once seen as a massive NFL prospect in his freshman year, but then he had a really down season in, in his 2017 sophomore year, just to bounce back quietly in a solid junior season. Um, he was first team all, second team All-American honors have, after 2018. He rushed for 1,760 yards, 18 touchdowns on the ground, and grabbed 27 receptions, 278 yards, and additional re- uh, receiving touchdown. He uh, set school records with scrimmage yards and rushing yards last year. I think he's a great get late third, fourth round. And then Georgia running back Elijah Holyfield coming from that ridiculous plethora of running backs. Hey, if the name sounds familiar, yes, he is related to Evander Holyfield. That is his dad. So good, uh, good stock right there. He was actually ridic- he was buried behind some guys you might know of, Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb. So he didn't get a whole lot of run until recently. And both of those guys were top 20, 35 picks in the 2018 NFL draft. So, hey, listen, Holyfield's got plenty of run left on his tread. And he was even the backup of another guy, DeAndre Swift. So, seriously, he has uh, plenty of run left. And he had some amazing bursts while he was with the Bulldogs. Even as the second string running back, he still rushed for 1,018 yards and seven touchdowns. I like him late. I think you can get him in the fourth round, maybe third, you know, Maybe you reach a little bit at the third, but I think you get him third, fourth round. That is a legit running back that you can uh, use as your early down back. He doesn't have to be an every down guy with Trey Cohn there. So that's my thoughts on the Bears. And you notice there, Ryan, I'm advocating taking a running back in the third and fourth round. I think even you say that's okay, right? Yeah, I mean, it was a little more running back talk than I care for, but at least at least you had him <laughs> slotted in the right spot. I can in the see draft. you cringing. I can see you cringing at the other side of this microphone. So I, that's why I had to t- I had to come out there and – and fess up that I know I was talking a lot of running back there. All right, guys, we made it to the end of the, of the uh, show. It always goes so fast. Blowing the air horn on the show. Ryan, why don't you give us your social media so people can follow you? Follow me at Ryan Whitfield, N E as in new England. And just remember CJ Anderson keeps bouncing around from team to team and being productive <laughs> while people are out there spending first round picks on running backs. Y'all are yeah. stupid. And our colleague and our, our colleague uh, Scott King, a Detroit Lions fan, loves the move. He loves what's going on with C.J. Anderson. Revived career. I can't I can't say I'm not rooting for him. I think uh, I'd like to see Anderson do well. All right, Joey, what about your social media so people can follow you? Uh, before that, just a word on Holyfield. Um, he actually ran a 4.86 at the Combine and then did nothing to improve that at his pro day a few weeks ago. I saw oh. him in a bar in Athens uh, a few days ago. He even walked slow. So if you want him on the Bears, uh, uh, right. I, know, I know his dad's Evander Holyfield. I know he might knock me out for saying this, but I don't know yep. about Elijah Holyfield. Wow. Okay. I was wondering if you had a take on him because George is your team. So I, I was kind of wondering if you had some sort of hot take on him. Uh, go oh, up yeah. there and ask him next time if, uh, if you could speed up a little bit and then try to run away from him. Let's see how that goes. Yeah. I'm sure it'll do real well. my head like a melon, so I'm going to avoid him. Why don't you give us your social media? Yeah, uh, you can follow me on any platform at Joey Libro. All right. 
And uh, that's what we got, guys. We're gonna be uh, we're gonna be back again next week. We'll have a lot more to talk about then, and we'll hit a couple more draft uh, draft issues. And most importantly, everyone tune in because we're having our fifth annual Twitter mock draft. And this is our mock draft 2.0 because, as Ryan mentioned earlier, we did a 1.0 mock draft just us and the, on the site doing it uh, about three weeks ago. Very interesting results in the first round. We're doing two rounds this time, and we're doing it with the help of those guys at the Beer Fueled Fantasy Football Podcast and fan and fanalist and uh, and uh, Urban Sports Scene. I mean, all the all the big heavy hitters out there. They're a part of this. This is going to be a lot of fun. Follow us. Go hashtag FGT Mock. We're in the midst of it right now. We're right in the middle of the first round. So follow us, and then we're going to compile that. Get it on the website and we'll have a podcast and we'll talk about the results coming up real soon until next time thanks again for wasting time with us and until next time enjoy your nfl week hey joey feel free to make your pick in the mock whenever you get around to it, but don't, don't. no <laughs> i'm not in the group chat. chat i'm not in the group chat i get a notification that's because <laughs> you keep leaving group chats it's okay no big deal buddy i'm like right, right. i'm like the like right Alex, now Haskins is on the board <laughs> the giants are up Haskins. <laughs> that's not that's not how this works, Joey. You know it. <laughs> it's a Twitter uh, podcast, guys. Right? Right? It's simple instructions. All right, bye. <laughs> bye.